0: welcome everyone into the everyday experience podcast a show called it's probably you i'm your host lgb and today i have artist muralist curator and co-founder of art room katie murray katie how are you today hi i'm
1: great thank you so much for having me
0: Absolutely. It was so fun talking uh, talking with you a little bit before we got started. Really cool. Love the presence, love the vibe and the aura that you're bringing to it. This is kind of what I expected from an artist and somebody of your stature. Uh, I, I have been kind of following your work for the last couple of years as I've looked at different murals to go take pictures in front of and and as I just started to notice you have a really unique way of capturing and creating art and i was doing research on you and i found this quote so i had to put this out there using a variety of techniques katie takes the viewer into the emotion of the scene while her signature signature style of a work in progress brings intrigue and curiosity that is perfectly stated to the work that you do can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit
1: yeah definitely. So, um, when I was in grad school, I was actually painting portraits, like small scale portraits. Um, and I was taking photos of friends, like candid photos. Um, and then I would go in and paint them. and I didn't just want to do a traditional kind of a portrait painting. so um a lot of a lot of it was very loose, loose brush strokes. um but what I really wanted to capture and the reason I was doing these candid, photos in the first place was the expression on these my viewers um or my uh, sitter's faces um because I feel like when you're not being when you don't know you're being recorded you don't know you're being watched you are uniquely who you are and I love that about about this series that I was working on and so that that was kind of where that whole you know, quote started. And when I started working on the murals, um, a lot of the mural work had a lot to do with the graphic design background that I had from um, UTA. And I'm still trying to figure out how to incorporate some of my portrait style into the murals. It's taken some time, and I think it's just going to take some confidence on my part to try it out um, but that's kind of
0: where that came from. I was actually fascinated when I went to your page, so full transparency, like I said, I was looking at a lot of your work as i have trying to take pictures in the air, in the, in the Fort Worth area, and it was the most random thing. We're at, uh, Wild Acre on Camp Bowie. I'm at a team outing. I don't have my camera or anything with me, you know, I just go into happy hour with my team, and I look up, and I'm like, this is another one. This is this is so different than what I've seen from you before. And that was kind of the final straw. I remember messaging uh, Jesus at the time and being like, all right, I'm asking Katie with a paintbrush to come on to the show. We'll see if she says yes. Because I was just like, this is so cool. And when you talk about the portrait stuff, I did not even know about that until I went to your website. So is that really where you started? You, you weren't even doing murals. You were just doing portraits because I saw you got your bachelor's degree in graphic design and your master's in painting. So you really know what you're doing out there. This is not something that was self-taught. <laughs> oh,
1: my gosh. Well, I don't know if I know what I'm doing, but I'm learning everything. <laughs> every day I'm learning something new. Um, yeah. No. The So my very long story with art is I – I knew when I was in kindergarten that I wanted to be an artist. I mean, I said that at my kindergarten graduation. I was that kid who, when you went out to a restaurant, I was coloring on the tablecloths. I was flipping the menu over and drawing little families. And it was always people. I was making paper dolls. Like I was obsessed with art. It was my thing. Um, And then as I got into middle school, I, for some reason, did sports and kind of let my art side go. And finally took a class again and, um, you know, revisited my love for art and so starting in high school just wanted to only do art and um, when I graduated I ended up going to TCU and studying fashion merchandising Oh, cool! Switched. I know it's so random I mean I also <laughs> love fashion right like everything that I did was kind of in that art
0: realm yeah it's all art. it's all stuff. art it is, yeah, right? it's yeah, all art yeah.
1: um because I mean my parents were really supportive they were so supportive of my arts career but they also are accountants and lawyers and they were like you gotta practicality you gotta practical yeah.
0: practical right yeah
1: exactly So um, I ended up switching into interior design at TCU and um, started working for a firm in Dallas. And the architects there were like, you can totally do interior design, but I think it'd be really smart of you to go get an architecture degree. So I ended up switching to Texas Tech for architecture and stayed there for two years studying architecture and then ended up meeting my husband who was living in Fort Worth so transferred back to fort worth
0: <laughs> nice. oh my full gosh. circle it's just, just yeah. a
1: texas tour you know <laughs> and um and but they wouldn't accept my credits from texas tech the architecture Ooh. programs are different yeah. yeah so i wasn't about to start that again all those sleepless nights um and projects so i switched to graphic design because at that point i was like i just need to get a degree and then i'll figure it out like i can always go back to grad school and do something so um I ended up graduating with a graphic design degree and, um, and, you know, was working and not really doing what I felt like I was passionate about. I never thought that graphic design is such a competitive field. I've heard this. It's crazy. And Mm -hmm. I just, I didn't really know that going into it. Although I did have friends who are extremely talented who would, continuously say to me I think you should focus on the fine art maybe not so much your design (laughs) art and I was like okay 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 um but I feel like I did learn a lot so um I think I just got fed up and I was you know kind of getting depressed and I just didn't see a path for myself so that's when I ended up going to Texas Women's to get my master's in painting Wow. Um, you did the so Texas tour.
0: You legit did the Texas tour. I did,
1: tour. right? I know. I know. I wish I could have snuck in UT and there somewhere something in Austin. I
0: feel like <laughs> I really oh, missed yeah.
1: an opportunity there. Um, but but honestly, I feel like as much touring as I did, each each thing that I was taught, each thing that I learned, I feel like led me to where I am. And I don't think I could be doing what I'm doing now without any and all of that background.
0: I think you just hit on something that's extremely important. I, I, I think a lot of times we want to know the end result when we start. Like we just we want to have that control. It's really just a control thing. It's it's us as humans. We want to be in control of our environment. But that exposure, being exposed to so many different styles, being exposed to so many different types of people in different areas, had to be beneficial to your overall success. One hundred
1: percent. I mean, and I even wish I could have taken it farther, right? Like looking back, everything's 2020. I wish I could have (laughs) gone abroad. I mean, I did go abroad, but I wish I could have like lived in California for a little bit or, you know, lived up North, lived in New York or whatever. You know, I feel like there's still so much. I feel like I'm still such an unabsorbed sponge. I just want to know and learn everything. I could be an academic the rest of my life. I could live (sighs) at school and I would be so happy. Um, It's, I don't know. I think I just I think I'm just a constant learner.
0: Well, that's good though. And you're at that cross section, right? Of like education and then application. So as you're continuing to educate yourself and grow, you're also finding ways to apply that. But you this this there's a piece of this that I keep like my eye just keeps coming to your signature style of a work in progress. What is the what's the what do you mean by the work in progress? Cuz I see your work and, I, and it just always looks cool to me. So I <laughs> uh, I didn't know that there was still more to be done on it. So could you tell me a little bit more what that means?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I feel like that applies more to my portraits because when you do look at my portraits, they do look unfinished to a certain extent and that's kind of what I love a uh, love and hate. It's a love-hate process because I could overwork something till I killed it. Like I could sit, th- I could come back to it. I look at my work now and I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I could just pull that down and do this. And people have to tell me, you've got, you've got to stop. Like you, <laughs> you gotta, let it you've go. gotta find this. <laughs> um, and so I think that was, uh, that was kind of a struggle for me when I was working on the portraits is to figure out where to stop. What's, what's a good place to stop. When is it overworked? And what's interesting is with my murals, those because I think it stems from my graphic design degree where they're really I, I never really felt that way about my graphic design work. Um I never felt competent enough with my graphic design work mm. enough to to like care enough about it. And so now that I've incorporated that into my murals, I've had to I've had to work really hard at figuring out how to incorporate the two genres of art and um and And instead of being a work in progress in a sense that it feels incomplete or incomplete, it's more now for me, like there are so many other things I wish I would have explored with Mm. this. Like there, you know, when I'm given a concept or an idea with this mural, I, in my brain, like a thousand ideas are generated and I have to really, you know, really dive in and pick three is what I usually do and then i let the client kind of decide what their preference is but even then even after those are submitted even after i'm painting i'm like oh wow well, i wish i would have done this like <laughs> i so it's it's always a work in progress even when the mural is complete and it's been done for 5 years i will go back and I'm like oh my god what if i could have done this I was the it's artist
0: it's the artist in you yeah it's, it's the weird. artist in you well i think that uh, when you talk about you know, looking at your graphic design, and I love how you said, like, at one point you're just like, ah, oh, I'm not really that. I'm not tied to it that much, so I'm just gonna roll with it. And then you've got you've kind of gotten back into putting that into your murals. So how do you get over that that initial feeling of, you know, I I care about this, but it's not the most important thing to me. But I really care about this element of what I'm doing. How do you try to find that balance?
1: It is so hard. It's so hard. I'm still, I'm still figuring it out, to be honest. Um, I, Like I said, I really wanted to, or I really want to incorporate that painterly style into my murals. Um, but I think a lot of the work that I have been doing recently is community-based. Mm-hmm. And so people want to hire me so that their volunteers or their team um, or their kids can paint along with me. And so I feel like that's kind of how it started, like with Cowtown, when I was painting that, um, it really was a paint by numbers, which I would call a lot of the murals that I do kind of a paint by numbers, um, where you can just go in. And once it's designed, it's just a fill in the blank with, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever color is designated. And um, so I feel like once I started doing that, it was hard to stop because it felt, well, it felt easy, but it also felt natural. Yeah. I think in the, in my process, I, cause I have such a process, you know, when I, I sit down and I sketch and I do the research and like, I really dive deep. I, I, I was just doing a portrait for a girl and, um, it was for her birthday and it was going to be a surprise. And her, um, husband, uh, commissioned it. And he, I was like, you know, can you give me a little background on her? Tell me everything about her. Like what kind of music does she like? What kind of food does she like? What, you know, all these things. And originally when I took on the job, I thought this will just be like a quick live painting that I do at her party. And I'm not gonna think a lot about it. I'm just gonna do it. So yeah, I'll take the job and it'll be quick and fun. And then I started thinking about it and I'm like, that's not what you do, dude. Like why you you could just show up and do throw some paint on a canvas. You don't do that. You don't know how to do that. You're not an abstract artist. Um, So I literally labored for all week, like researching her and incorporating all of her little elements into this portrait and then mapping it out on the canvas and then making sure the color patterns like it. It was not a one and done kind of a thing. So, um, so I do I, I belabor a, a subject um for a long, long, long
0: time. So, but it sounds so the, like though there's a there's a love to what you're doing. Like there you can you can sense it. Like I can feel it as you're having this conversation with me right now. That there's a love and there's you're very intentional about what the end result is. That's what I'm that's what I'm hearing as I as I listen to you talk.
1: Intentional is the word intentional has been the the word that has streamed from the beginning of my education in art all the way to where I am now it is the one thing that I think is the most important in anything you do right as long as you're intentional I feel like a piece has heart and um and yeah yeah it's it's the most important word for me for sure
0: it makes me really happy because I, I started to, uh, you know, I, I'm a photographer and I'm still learning the process. And when, when someone asked me, like, when was the shift for me in feeling like I'm just picking up a camera and taking photos versus what I'm doing now and the way that it's coming out? And I said it was the intention. Uh, I, before I was, I was picking up a camera. I wasn't even shooting a manual for a while. And I was just learning how to do everything. And I was just taking pictures and now i feel like i'm creating them and i think the the that middle ground is the intention you see it and then you go ahead and you make it happen but i'm curious about you now though so when you get your first like, so like you don't have to talk about your process necessarily but i am curious like how long does it take from person calls you they want to do a mural to mural is done is it just vary by each group or if you can what's the general timeline you would say
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great question. And I do think it varies. Um, There are some projects that happen so quickly, just because timing was great, had nothing going on. I was super inspired. Like those are the best projects, right? Oh, I bet. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, it feels so good. I know for everybody, I feel, I feel like I've pleased the client. And I'm like, I have done everything. I did such a good job. I did this so quickly. I'm so happy with it. Um, That is not, that is not the majority of the situation. So um, I would say that depending on my backlog, if somebody were to call and say they wanted a mural, um, like for right now, I'm, I'm about three months out. So, um, but I, I'm always thinking about it. So from the moment they call, I'm thinking about their project until it's finished. uh, Even if I'm working on other things. Um, But from pen. To computer to wall, Um, I like to say that it's between forty and sixty hours of work. Yeah, Um, it depends on the size of the wall, obviously, right? Because if the wall is bigger, then it takes longer to paint, and depending on the detail of the wall and who's helping me and all those things. But um, I feel like the design part is the hardest for me because that's where all the energy and the heart and you know everything goes is in that initial design and part of me thinks that the reason that I'm continuing with this paint by numbers process is because the painting part of it is the relaxing part, right? Mm. It's, there's no thought in it. It's already designed, right? You're just putting paint on the wall and it's truly therapeutic. I mean, when we talk about therapy, like that is my therapy. When I get to go And I already know how everything's going to turn out. Right. And that's part of the control aspect. I already know (laughs) how everything's going to be. I've already, I've already controlled it to as far as it can go. And now I just get to calmly put paint on a wall and it's, as long as the wall is smooth, I mean, I should
0: say that. So <laughs> I was gonna say there's relaxing. some, there's some. Yeah, I was gonna say I've seen some of the <laughs> texture that you've had to paint over, so I'm yep. like, I know that didn't, you didn't just do that once. But I love <laughs> yeah. that though. It's therapeutic. It's the relaxation, and that's that's where we are with this theme. So I, we're we're gonna dive into that more. But I'm happy you are already, already connect. It's like you've done this before. Already connecting <laughs> the dots to the theme and everything. I love it. <laughs> um, but I, I think that sometimes when people try to commission or work with an artist. They look at how much time it takes and or the or just what it looks like on the back end. And they just make these assumptions about the work that goes into it or pricing that goes into it. So I I love hearing your, you know, it could be 40, it could be 60, it could be more. But even if it's fast, I, I just like to make sure people understand no matter how long it actually took you to do that one particular mural, there is years and, and hours upon hours of of work that you've done to get to this point. So I don't even care if it took you an hour. Pay her what she's you know pay her what she's <laughs> worth. It, it, it wasn't just that hours worth of work. There was so much more that went into it. So I love that. As soon as you get that call, you're already on it. That to me says a lot about you as an artist.
1: Yes. And thank you for saying that, because I always forget to mention that. And that is something they harped upon in grad school is, you know, Picasso may charge five million dollars for this tiny little sketch. But that tiny little sketch may have taken him 10 seconds, but actually it took him 20 years. Right.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And he's already done
1: this. 500 times it's not like this is not uh like a new yeah so i'm so glad you said that
0: oh yeah i like to throw that out there because you know the whole point of this show is to is to help people go from i have an idea to making something happen or to hear from someone like yourself uh to to connect with one of our themes and see that they can actually make something happen and i have watched people start getting into photography, and they'll ask me all these questions, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't want to bug you with these questions. I'm like, no, I've already shot in the gym. I've already taken thousands of photos. I've already done these things. Like, now I can give back, but I also have people that helped me when I was trying to come up, so I like to it back on that of, like, it doesn't matter if it took you an hour or 60, uh, 60 hours. The Pay her what she's worth. That's, that's it. I just want to put that out there. Okay. Uh, just just put a little stamp <laughs> on that. But with that being said, it sounds like you, you're you three months out right now. So you're probably working on various types of work, um, various murals, various commissions. How do you kind of manage all of it as you're trying to schedule and make things happen and hit deadlines?
1: Oh, man. Not well. I am not. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am not. I am not the go-to person for knowledge of how to do this. Um, I I feel like when the work starts to pile up, that's when I, I get so stressed um, and I just kind of let everything go. So I am still working. I am a work in progress on that <laughs> aspect of my life. Um it's the best for me when I only have two projects going and I can, I can manage that really well, but once it gets to be more than two, I, I get a little stressed out. And the, and the issue is and what I think is that there's so many different kinds of projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have some murals and the murals, you know, tend to be in the same genre for the most part. Um, but then I have some commissions that I need to work on. And then I have like some invitations that I'm designing. And so it's it's like runs the gamut of what I'm doing. And I, it's for my brain specifically, I think it's hard for me to go back and forth so quickly. So it's almost like I need to finish completely something before I move on. But as I mentioned before, once I have heard about something, once I've agreed to something, Your brain's it's in there, right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. in there. <laughs> and so it's just all rattling around in there. So I have yet to figure out the best method of moving forward with a great schedule, um, but I am still working on it. So clients, I'm so sorry. This is, <laughs> this is something I am working on and I will I will do better.
0: Hey listen, uh, I think that that's what makes you great, right? You got to you've got to understand your shortcomings in order for you to actually make any change or do anything differently. But I also think y- when you talk about the sh- the switching between different modes, right? Like I think that people take for granted how much attention and how much you really need to focus in to do your best. When you're an artist like there's a lot of attention that needs to be put into what you're doing so for you to have kind of that anxiety of other work that needs to be done creeping in it's got to be hard to keep yourself focused in on the moment when you know you want to get other things accomplished I, th- I just think that's human nature so i, I personally wouldn't hold it against you <laughs> <laughs> well thank you i appreciate that <laughs> but i also understand how it feels you know um and i i can't wait i'm really hoping that I've seen that you've had these opportunities for people to come out and to help with things. I'm hoping in the future I get an opportunity to schedules line up or maybe I could come and help. Just because I just think it's so cool what you're doing and I, I've just been really inspired by your work. Uh, but you also talked about like trying to control what you can control, right? So let's go into the theme a little bit. Let's 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 kind of bring this all back to the theme. So the theme for the season is relax, reflect and recharge. So as an artist, I kind of want to know what that looks like to you. So you talked about it a little bit, but let's dive in. Um, what is it? What is relaxation? When you hear the word, what does that actually mean to you?
1: I'm gonna be honest. Um, I had to I had to look up the word relax um, yep. because I feel like I have forgotten what that means. I yep. I I really struggled. I thought about it for a long time. Um, I looked up the word. I I thought about the things that I do to attempt to relax. Um, but once I read the definition, I was like, no, it's not relaxing.
0: Um, <laughs> right. So yeah.
1: like watching TV, well, no, because those damn housewives they make my stressful. anxiety go <laughs> you know, off the charts. That's not relaxing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, working painting, as I mentioned, like the final process, the final, you know, the actual paint on the the walls or on the canvas that is definitely a relaxing moment for me. Um, but I think ultimately like something that uh, while well, it brings my heart rate up in the moment, but ultimately levels me is working out.
0: Um, mm, yep.
1: it's really the only thing that brings me back to, um, to neutral. Um, it, it clears my mind. It helps me focus. Um, I think it, it just does something for my body that nothing else really can that I've you know, obviously when I'm eating healthy and when I'm, um, you know, I'm thinking about consciously thinking about what I'm putting in my mouth and, um, and I, as long as I'm treating my body well, I'm treating my mind well. And I truly think that the gut controls so much. Yes. Um, so Preach. when I'm, when I'm being healthy, that's truly self-care for me. um, and I wish it was easier to maintain, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was same. just talking to my therapist
1: about it. I was like, I know what I have to do. Like, I know, I know what will make me happy and great and whatever. So why, why do I not do that? Um,
0: why is it so hard? Or like the self-sabotaging. I'm actually, I'm, we talked about the definition of relaxing and I'm trying to see if I can find. Okay, I did find it. So I want to revisit this for people um, because you know we're we're following this through, and I want people to really understand why we decided to do this for the season. Because you you said it. It's like I didn't even really understand what relaxation meant. So the state of being free from tension and anxiety. That's what Oxford has it as, and Webster to make less tense or rigid. I did not know that that's what it meant, and that's not what it is to me either. Right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Everyone's like. Oh, you know, go get a massage or go on a vacation. I'm like, vacation. You know how I say my vacations? My vacations are a mess. They are so- <laughs> we are doing something every day like. And I understand that, you know, that could mean a lot of different things to different people. But um yeah, I think I think ultimately based on that definition, it is you know, when I'm being healthy
0: yeah I like that I love that. I think that's I think that's excellent. Um, I, i've I've been very candid on here that it's kind of hard for me to to relax or understand what that means. um my my co-host brought up this idea that uh, there's like a buffer time and i don't know if you would uh, if you would agree with this it's like i want to relax but it's like how much time does it actually take me to be <laughs> relaxed versus yes. how much time i'm relaxing versus <laughs> starting to think about what i need to do next so it's like how much of that time is actually chill versus just you kind of your mind's racing the whole time
1: oh my gosh this is so accurate and i have been tried i mean people have tried to coach me in yoga and meditation and I don't know if I just haven't figured out my path yet, but, and I know that that can lead people and it's helped so many people to be able to relax, but it it's not, I don't think it's for me. Um, yep. And I say that and I'm sure people will be like, you haven't done it right or whatever. And maybe I haven't, but um, so far it hasn't worked
0: as a yoga instructor, uh, who has not taught a class yet, I'm I'm on record, sorry guys, I will teach a class, I promise, it'll happen, you'll know about it when it happens, by the time this comes out, it probably still wouldn't have happened. Um, But with that being said, um, I am a big big advocate of individuality, I'm a big advocate of hey listen, try it, if it's not for you, it's not for you. People who um, enjoy something and then expect everybody else to get the same benefit out of it, short-minded I've told people to try yoga it's worked for some people it hasn't worked for others I've told people to try meditation Eh, It's each their own and it's all about what makes you feel like your most authentic self right at the end of the day that's what it should really be about
1: yeah you're right you're definitely
0: right so that brings us to reflect Mm -hmm. can you can you even think of the last time that you just did nothing and allowed yourself to reflect on how far you've come with your career
1: you know, I feel like the only times I get to reflect is when I'm making a presentation for something, you know? Oh, okay. um, So recently I did a presentation, like PowerPoint presentation, for um, a group called Vast Visual Arts, oh, something of Texas. Um, anyways, they're out of Denton. And mm-hmm. I gave their group kind of a brief rundown of my background and kind of all the murals that I've worked on. And I was kind of shocked. Like I, <laughs> I had to collect all of the artwork I've done and granted I'm, you know, I somewhat keep track on Instagram, which is really great. Cause then I can go and look back and be like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. But I think having to collect all the photos and like photos of me working and, um, of the people helping me work and. Kind of just random projects that I've done, and and then I always forget about Art Room and doing that. And I also taught um, at TCC, and so when I get to sit down and put together presentations, that's when I get to reflect on everything I've done. And it, I mean, it's it's wild. And then when I'm giving the presentation, sometimes <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm so bored for everyone who has to listen to this because um, a lot of it is repetitive. But I, I, I feel Amazing after I've done it because I forget. You forget yeah. when you're in the moment what you've done and um, how much work you've been doing, and you wonder why you're so tired. And you're like, Oh gosh, that's, right. <laughs> that's why. That's
0: why. Exactly. I work so hard. That's why I'm actually tired. But that's really <laughs> cool that you know when you're when you're actually looking at everything that you've put together, you really have to take a deep breath and say like, Wow, like. I did this. Like, I I accomplished all of these things. And I'm sure for you it might be boring, but for somebody who's listening in, who's seen some of your work, they're probably, like, riveted by what you're talking about. You probably see the students probably love hearing from you because your work is... I can see it. I can go and look at something that you've done and I don't have to go find some type of like art collection or any, I don't have to go somewhere outside of a amazing building and see something that you've done or go inside of a school or go inside of a restaurant or like you're, you're represented in so many different places that I think when somebody actually gets to meet you in person, I'm like, wow, this is so cool. I had no idea what it was like. So I I could see it. I can see how cool that is for someone. So talked about relaxation, reflecting. So last piece, right? Like that recharge, like how do you build up your battery? So I don't know if you're, consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert. Like what's your, what's your process for recharging?
1: Yeah, um, definitely an introvert. And I was deathly shy growing up. I mean, I, um, <laughs> and I tell people like my form of communication is is painting is art it's such a visual communication for me because um as a child like I wouldn't speak for myself my parents would have to be like and this is Katie and this is what she does and this <laughs> is her artwork and this is where she went to school um I I feel like it's taken a long time to <laughs> figure out how to talk to people and to have conversations and communicate verbally um so I feel like um you know girls trips as much as mm. there's a lot of hard work that goes into them, being with my girlfriends is kind of how I recharge. Um, I have a lot of different friend groups, and I think each one of them provides something different for me—a different mm-hmm. um, opinion or a different. Just, just being with my girls and hanging out with them, and also they're entertaining. So I'm, yeah. I'm such, I'm so interested in being with people who are funny, and engaging. And while I'm not necessarily the one talking, getting to hear them and absorbing everything they're saying is my favorite thing to do. Um, I I am that person kind of, I mean, my candid portraits kind of introduced this a little bit, but like I'm the person with the camera um, or the ears like on the side of the room and you don't really know that I'm there, but I am listening to every single thing that every single person is saying. Um, and I love that. And I think it has something to do with psychology and just wanting to know more about our human species and, um, engaging in that way. But, um, I think uh, I'm not somebody who needs to talk all the time. Being in a room where people are talking and I'm learning is kind of how I'm recharging. So I want to be around, like, I want to be at the party. I want to be everywhere. I have phone,
0: right? Me too. Yeah. I've got that too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but I don't necessarily need to talk all night. Um, so I think just engaging, with
0: people. That self-awareness in that, in though, that sense. self-awareness is, is really cool. Like I love that you are self-aware of what you need to actually make it happen for yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah. Don't put me on the spotlight and like, don't make me <laughs> present in front of a thousand people. Um, because I will stumble, I will forget every single thing that was in my head. Like, don't put me in front of a news camera. <laughs> I will not fulfill your goals that you've done. Um, but let me listen, and that's where I'm happiest.
0: I think it's so cool though because I'm I, I'm I'm the complete opposite. Like, you can put me up in front of a thousand people. I love doing presentations. I love that pressure. I, I I'm surrounded when you, you talk about the friends, right, and the people that you surround yourself with. It was shocking to me as I started to learn more and started to do more self-reflecting and understanding self-awareness, I started looking at my friend group And the majority of my closest friends, my wife included, they're mostly like more on the introverted introverted side. Most of the people that are around me are introverted with some extroverted tendencies. My wife's not necessarily all the way an introvert, but she's definitely more reserved than I am. And I started to look at the people the closest to me, and as I get outside of the close group, all of a sudden – there's more extroverts on the outside of my close group friend. And it, 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 there is something psychological about it. There's got to be something about that because I have friends that will not really talk that much unless they're with me. And if we're in a bigger group, they're not going to say anything. But when we're alone, they won't shut up. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's cool that you found your tribe, though. Like you, If you, you found your tribe, you know what makes you happy.
1: That is so true. No, that is, I mean, obviously it's right? And I know that's such an overused term, but it's so, it's so true. I mean, it's true about my spouse. It's true about my friends. And yep. I think we need each other. And, you know, as soon as I get self-conscious about it, I'm like, well, I didn't say anything that night, you know, like, that's so weird. And I'm like, you know what? No, you, you provided the ear to them. They need somebody to talk to. And you wanted to listen to them. They were entertaining. They entertained you. You provided a service to each other, and you
0: both benefited. Exactly. and it's that mutual beneficialness that uh, people need to really think about when they're getting into relationships. It's not really like gauging. is Is the person really matching your energy? Are they really there for you? And when you have those friends that you can just be yourself with, um, uh, I've learned to sit in silence with my introverted friends. Like I've learned how that if we're <laughs> doing something and there's nothing being talked about, I don't have to fill the space. And at first, I felt <laughs> weird, like, should I have said more? And then I realized they kept coming back to hang out. With me so clearly nothing's going wrong so like let's get out of my head here let's just enjoy this and a lot of them i've been friends with since high school college and and now you know growing my own family so this has been fantastic you i i I anticipated this i expected that this was going to be a lot of fun um but i want to give you like you know as we close out i want to give you an opportunity anything you would like people to know that maybe they don't know about you or any words of advice that you might have for those listening
1: oof good Question. Oh gosh, I feel like I'm. I think I'm an open book, but I think because I'm an introvert, I think there are so many things that maybe people don't know about me that maybe I just don't share. Um, um, what do people not know about me? I don't know. I obviously I'm a lover of art, um, I'm a lover of education, as we said. I, uh, You know, I co-founded Art Room. I know I didn't mention this much, um, but I did that because it kind of involved all aspects of the things I love, right? And it involves art education and children. And, um, you know, because art was such an important part of my growing up, I'm so glad that we get to offer that now to kids who may not get that in school or at home. Um, And, you know, curatorially of all the things that I do, Curating art shows and artwork is by far my favorite thing to do. I am so inspired by other artists and getting to see their work and their ideas. I feel like I've learned more from looking at somebody's artwork, more about them, more about our culture, more about their culture um, than anything else. Um, So I would say that's probably my favorite thing and something that not everybody knows that I do, but, um, curating work is the biggest needs for me.
0: So while we're here, I do want to, do you mind just sharing a little bit about art room? Cause I was going to just ask people all I was going to do. We we're going to share your contacts and all that, but yeah, give us a little bit about art room. Cause I didn't know that you were a co-founder of art room. So for those who might have heard about it and not know a lot, what can you tell us about it?
1: Yeah. So art room, um, Nathan and I co-founded Art Room um, back in 2016, and MTG Ventures, who's the real estate company that I work for, who I do most of my murals with, um, they had an empty space in the Foundry District, and they had approached me and said, hey, we have this space, you can use it as an art gallery for yourself, you can just show your work, you do whatever you want. This is an empty space, Um, have it until we fill it. And so I approached Nathan, and Nathan and I went to grad school together, and we had always talked about opening a, an art gallery. And um, he was like, "Yes, let's do it. Let's, you know, it'll be a pop up, and we'll do a show once a month." And like, we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. Like, right, we we're not the cavers; we're just artists, and we love art and curating. Um, so, anyways, that's kind of how it started. And we ran shows for about a year until we realized how difficult it was with both having full time jobs elsewhere. Um, and, and then I had my second kid and, uh, he always wanted to make it a nonprofit. And so he and Deidre, who now runs it is the director now. She, um, and he would, um, found a space in the near South side and basically had a gallery in one space. And then the other space was a studio where we hosted classes and workshops. And, um, our programming was our non nonprofit programming was run, um, through the elementary, middle, and high school, um, specifically, we were growing it, and so then COVID hit, and it, mm, everything yeah. you know, went everything of kind there. of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, everything. <laughs> um, so we ended up losing our space, and then Nathan um, left, and so it was just me and Deidre, and so we're slowly trying to work back into it, still trying to provide the funding to the schools and the teachers who needed the most. Um, and to the students that need it the most. And we're uh, now working out of the Fort Worth Community Arts Center. Um, They're letting us uh, use their space um, as part of a program. And so right now that's where we are and Deidre's starting to ramp up programming again. Um, So we are slowly but surely creeping up. And so we'll see if we can continue to make it happen. But um, that's kind of our room in a very small nutshell.
0: I love it, though. That is so cool. And I, and I love that you wanted to tie it to a bigger mission. Yeah, I I, I like that. Like taking it that next step. I think it's easy to just get into something and to just let it be free flowing. But to then tie it to an additional issue does give you gives it a little bit more weight. So uh, that's awesome on your part. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So fun
1: project.
0: how can people find you then? Like if, if people want to connect, how can they find you? <laughs>
1: Oh man, find me out and about. I'll be like, painting down. No. Um, yeah, hit me up, Katie Paintbrush. That's my email, my Instagram. Um, yeah, find check out my stuff on Instagram, find my stuff on I, I promise to update my website. So I'll have new stuff up there. Um but yeah, I am I am around. I am always here. And I love talking to people and I love hearing their stories and I'm happy to share mine. So um come find me
0: awesome yeah exactly come paint with her and with that being said you guys know where you can find us at it's underscore probably underscore the letter u and www.itsprobablyyou.com speaking of updating websites we should probably do the same (laughs) and i guess i feel guilty right uh so if at any point you feel guilty remember it's probably you